What's up, world? It's your boy. Good start. Sway from MTV News. And we are back with episode 49 of Knifey Knifey Lion Lion Radio. My name. Baby. Oh, sorry. We'll see if that was in the right key later. <laughs> My name is Jonah. You're already following Knifey Lane Radio on Twitter. But if you're not, and your friend's not, and your dad's not, and your uncle's not, give him a holler. My name is Jonah again, joining me in the palatial. Yeah, we're back, guys. We're back in the studio, the multi million dollar studio. It's the indoor instigator, Zach. Good day. Yes, not joining us, but he watched the game with us. <laughs> Aren't you perplexed? Is Nick from soccer, but we'll share all his negative haggling takes for you before we are done with. I hear my son crying in the background. <laughs> oh, we're home. Feels good to hear the cries. Is that your son or Brad Friedel? <laughs> Who can tell? Today, I have the honor, the privilege, the duty to discuss the two nil. Last, what should I go with, Zach? Last week I said zero. Do I go nil or zero? I'm from here on out, because we're going to have a lot of shutouts, what's it going to be? I'll let you I, decide for me. I usually go with nothing. Let's go with nothing. <laughs> All right. That'll be a temp. The 2-0. Oh, <laughs> you can't even do it. No, the 2 nothing. <laughs> thrashing. That sounds Of odd. the New England Revolution. Go home, Liz. Uh, can't wait. Um, we'll pick an FCC Man. of the week. We'll find ourselves a nice, special... Tickle smash. We'll see who uh, got extra stylish with our returning, very popular segment, Styling on him. Oh, you mad because I'm styling on him. Uh, hopefully, he hasn't told me, we'll have a brand new edition of Kevin's Last After that, we'll play, it's not going to get any easier, folks, a brand new edition of FCC Survivor. <laughs> Someone's got to go. And we'll wrap it up with some potpourri. Uh, but first, ooh, baby, so much information. So glad to be back on my home field, even though FCC is on their away field. It felt like home well, with the corner boys, <laughs> so we're calling them up there, <laughs> cheering along, all of you. I think we might have um, corner out- gals, mostly. corner gals, mostly. We might have outnumbered them today. I think we had your number, <laughs> Zach. Before I get into it, how you feeling? How does it feel to be back in your usual chair? <laughs> Feels good. I uh, I did like doing it from home and in the car. I don't mind the handheld mic. I might invest in the Tascam DR40 myself. Mm. <laughs> Something to think about. <laughs> Google it, folks, well, if you're not a gearhead <laughs> like me. Chad said we could keep it indefinitely. Chad, gonna take you up on it. Two mics, that's all we'll ever do. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Sorry. Nick. Oh, but you know who must have really been enjoying watching this game? I'm guessing Harks hated Brad Friedel. That's based on absolutely nothing. It seems like uh, two alpha gorilla men like that would uh, have some issues with each other. That's based on absolutely nothing. Harks is a great head of hair. <laughs> Brad Friedel's as bald as the day he was born and as angry as ever. But Brad, you could use a little love. So you're welcome inside the John Harks Cave of Wonders. I just got to keep doing it. Uh, this week's episode, last week we were brought to you by Satanta Sports. This week we are brought to you by <sighs> Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. <laughs> you represent me more than just that I also love delicious chicken sandwich. Excuse you represent me? me morally 
uh, socially, <laughs> in and out. You are me. We are one. Where does Chick-fil-A end and where do I begin? Few know about it. But um, if you didn't hear, they're a proud sponsor of uh, the Lou City Coopers. Uh, the team wanted nothing to do with them, but the supporters group made that deal on their own. <laughs> you just can't trust these guys. Jovela, Jovela, Jovela is... I, I think he's dead. Zach, any... Th- oh, wow. <laughs> Too many Chick-fil-A sandwiches. Zach, anything to say before we get into the nitty-gritty of the recap? No, let's roll. All right, on schedule. I've got a schedule for this week's recap. Use a lot of great voices. Uh, starting 11, I should be mentioned, I know you like set the stage. I watched it at home. Zach was there too, as was Nick, as were my children. Starting lineup. Rod- as was your wife. We are one. I don't separate us. <laughs> when she's pregnant, I say we're pregnant. When she's sick, I say we're sick. <laughs> when she makes money, I make money. <laughs> Uh, when I don't, <laughs> when I do, I buy more gear. I'm a gearhead. Starting lineup, guys, it was different. Uh, Lasso, Garza, Bertone, Lama, Uyoa, Haglin, Deplan, Richie, Kakutamane, Ledesma, and Kenny Safe. Um, some new guys out there. Lasso, Garza, Ledesma, and Safe making their first starts of the season. Garza given the captain's armband. Well, someone's got to have it. Zach, you saw the starting lineup. What was your excitement level on a scale of 9.5 to 9.8? I think it was up around a 9.8. Mm. I was pretty excited. Yeah, Ledesma out there finally getting a chance to show all his big fans. I mean, we're included, but there's been a lot of people calling for Ledesma. Here you go. Here he was. And I don't want to jump the lead, but I'd say he had a good game. Uh, but yeah, all oh, the bench. The bench was a veritable who's who. It was a starting <laughs> it was a starting 11 for any other team on the bench. You had Nazmi. Hag, Haug, Hag, Eric Alexander, Corbin Bone, Fataya Lache, Justin Hoyt, and Caleb Stanko. Shout out to Andrew. Called him Stanko Leg. Said your tweet didn't get enough love. There you go. Now, literally dozens of people have heard it. Uh, the game started off, uh, folks, it happens every week. Couldn't tell you what happened at the beginning of the game. Zach, how'd you feel those first few minutes out there? We're in an unfamiliar environment, New England. We're in Liz's home home territory. How do we look to start the game? Actually, good. I remember. I thought we had a few. <laughs> we started strong. Go ahead. No, I think we did. Um, it's hard to recall, and I we're recording this immediately following the game. It's a blur. Um, yeah, I remember. I think we looked pretty good. You know, Ledesma doesn't really have the burst of, burst of speed that some of our other attackers do, but... Um, I thought he blended in pretty well up there. And, uh, yeah. Also blending in well, filling in for, uh, I mean, you guys already know this information. You don't need it for us. But five of our guys were on international duty. And, of course, Adi is injured with some undisclosed injury that they won't tell us about. But he was on crutches. But it's, apparently it's no big deal. <laughs> it's just a casual day. I know whenever I'm feeling good, I walk around on crutches. It's kind of my thing. But uh, Forrest Lasso back in there for Kendall Waston And... Just in general, I'd say Lasso showed himself well. There was He got uh, twisted around late in the game. We can talk about that later. But uh, definitely in the first half, Lasso was looking good. Um, Brad Fried would probably say that he was playing too deep and wasn't trying to score enough. But, you know, he was doing what he was doing in the USL, clearing balls with his head, clearing balls with his feet, and being in good positions. Whatever. My first takeaway was uh, New England's not very good. Zach, what do you think? You're, oh, you know you, what you we did? did. <laughs> Sorry, you know what we did early in the game was... Roland Lamar tried twice to <laughs> catch the, the keeper out. 
<laughs> no. You got a wry smile out of him the second one. Like, you know what? <laughs> yeah. Why and then uh, Manu tried to, he was called offside or called for a foul and he tried to chip him too. That was hilarious. It, it didn't take long to realize, okay, New England's not that great and we're not that bad with all these lineup changes. So I was feeling a comfortable, confident. Not too explicitly worried. There were a few dicey moments, but nothing crazy. And then late in the first half, we started piling it on, creating chances. Things were happening. I was feeling the blood move all around my body. And uh, Kakuta Mane with a goal in the 44th minute, which I think we all said was well-deserved. Zach, talk to me about that well-deserved Kakuta Mane goal as I look up the highlight to remember exactly. If, if I recall... He gets the ball. The ball comes to him with his back to goal. He does a nifty little turn, plays it out wide. I assume to Greg Garza because he was charging down on every single attack, but I don't really remember. Cross comes in on the ground. Ledesma tries to slide in for it and misses it. And then Mane, I think, nutmegs the keeper. Watching now. Is that Garza? Can he save? Can he save? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. My bad. They look nothing alike. It was, can't <laughs> the, one, but, the one group of people you shouldn't confuse. <laughs> Garza was just charging down that channel like all game. So part yeah, of my confusion. Fair. Yeah. Can no. he save? It happened so long ago. Yeah. Save with a nice, nice cross. And also was reaching out for the ball who was between the ball and Kudamana was Ledesma who uh, extended as much as he could for the ball. Luckily, it did not bounce off his toe or anything and made it to Mane, who uh, played it <laughs> the replay. It was like, wow, that was lucky. Played it straight through. I think he nutmegged the keeper for our first goal. Like I said, a deserved goal for making snap judgments. I mean, we are the podcast that picked every game for the season. I was thinking, <laughs> I don't see a way back for New England. <laughs> half, team, can't, half team can't game. Half time came. That was a rough one. There was, um, <clears throat> sorry, to go back to the first half. The actual game. Okay. <laughs> one thing we were all waiting for is to get a free kick and yes. see who gets to take it with Ledesma on the field and Bertone, who seems to be our go-to dead ball guy. And uh, obviously Ledesma was never going to give that one up. And uh, You could feel a little bit. Maybe there's a little bit of tension. But. Yeah, and I think so. And uh, <laughs> it was a decent shot, but he kicked it right at the keeper's side. Yeah, but, uh, and Keeper had to make a save. Man who took all the corners too, I think. Yeah, he had uh, he had some stinkers and he had a couple couple good ones. Um, but I was really want to talk about that that piece on Alan Koch at halftime. I loved <laughs> <laughs> the interview with crowd noise. Uh, anything else for the first half besides we move on? I mean, we can circle back to things later once we get through the whole game. If I'm yeah, sure think- something will pop into our head. If you were worried that we were gonna let off after that huge win at home last week, well, you're an idiot. Because we didn't at all. Yeah, halftime came and went. Um, we came back out. And one of the big things I saw that I shared was at halftime, Brad Friedel went to uh, talk to the sideline reporter for New England and basically took a big dump on FCC. Had some nice, some not quite nice things to say about FC Cincinnati. Yeah, Brad Friedel said at halftime, we're playing against a team that just wants to waste time, win second balls, and counterattack. Um, this was Sam Steichel talking about it. And then he pointed out that possession was even, passes were even, and that we weren't just hunkered down. Uh, but yeah, Brad Friedel, I don't know like what your, uh, if that's your excuse for getting fucking walloped, but uh, I don't think we were doing any of that until like the last 20 minutes of the game when that's what you do when you're up two goals. But uh, I didn't, for the first half, I guess we were counterattacking too, but I wouldn't describe us as negative in any way. 
What do you no. think, Zach? Are you team Brad on this one? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. It's really a confusing take from someone who uh, should know better. Should know the game inside and out. And um, I don't think Brad Friedel's exactly covered himself in no. glory as a no. As well, a he went coach. on. If you watch the full thing, which I just did, uh, he went on to shit on his own team and say. I can assure you they're not doing anything that we worked on in practice. (laughs) (laughs) Shifting all blame away. I had great ideas, and they're not doing any of it. I said score. They're not. I said don't get scored on. They did. Um, But, yeah, Brad. He basically said they're playing long balls when we should be playing out of the back to try and pull Cincinnati out to press us and this and that, which, honestly, that wouldn't work for him either. Uh, That was the first half. Second half. What is it? It's like the first half all over again. <laughs> Playing well and uh, doing this, doing that. <laughs> Brad Friedel, for someone who lived in the UK for so long, get a fucking slim fitting sweater. <laughs> I know how they wear them there. Yeah, he's definitely a country home British, not a city British. But uh, 60 through fifth minute, Kenny Safe wanted a piece of the action and... Uh, Puts one in off his leg, kind of you know deflected it inwards after a scramble in and around goal. Again, another deserved goal. Um, so Kenny ended up with an assist and a goal. And after his goal, Manuel Desma, in honor, I guess, of Kendall Waston, goes up and grabs that beautiful head of Kenny Safe's hair and gives it what can only be described as a very uncomfortable looking yank. <laughs> I know Kenny had a smile on his face, but... Do that to a stranger on the street. See what happens to you. You're going to get clobbered. Uh, Zach, what did you see? I'm I'm asking you because I know you probably don't remember either. What did you see with that goal? I'm waiting for this video. uh, I moved on. Uh (laughs) Uh, I believe it was. was (laughs) (laughs) Here I am like talking shit on like any other like new podcast. Like why do they even exist? Because when we're so good. I think it was off a corner, and then something happened. <laughs> Balls going around everywhere. But yeah, Zach, sum up the Kenny Safe experience on the day. How do you feel about having him out there? His first start, well, he showed well. He he had a few. To be fair, he had a few stinker balls. Oh, he but. had he had a lot of stinker balls. <laughs> he played a lot of bad balls. Um, but we we talked about it watching one. He's a magnet for fouls. Um, yes, especially in the first half. It looked like he had at least four. Yeah. And for every stinker ball, he played a lot of good ones, too. You take the good with the bad with a guy like him, and it's mostly good. But uh, yeah, yeah. He had, And he had a couple good like long runs with the ball. There was one ball I really wanted him to play. God, I don't remember what it was, but it was there. That was but kind I, of the theme of the game later on when it, the game was not too much in doubt. We were getting some great breakaways and the whoever it was at the time, whether it was Kakutamane. It was or usually Kakutamane. Yeah. You're like, all right, here we go. Now play the runner. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> they just get stuffed and you'd be like, oh. And it, like, imagine this was like a 0-0 game. I probably would have been throwing my shoe at the TV. But in this instance, uh, it's okay. And then the times we were like, yeah, Kenny, just take him on. And then they pass it. You're like, just yeah. do what I want you to do. Do they not hear me screaming at my television? Uh, but yeah, he had a good game. Um, that ended up being the final score. Uh, we should mention Richie had two back-to-back very good saves to keep his record clean since the fifth minute of that Atlanta game. So it's been 200-something minutes since he's given up a goal. Again, TT, we don't need you anymore. But uh, really, no, he looked good. <laughs> Besides those two, I can't think. He's just 
He's looking he's looking nice back there. He's he's looking cozy. He's he looking is. like he I doesn't was, want to give up a spot. I was thinking TT's moment of the match was Richie kicking a goal kick out of bounds. That should be next segment. (laughs) TT's moment of the match. It's always something that Richie did bad. Uh, He had one where I thought he kind of could have come out harder. Where uh, I think it was Teal Bunbury in the first half had a great chance at a cross that came in. One of their good chances, and um, looked like he was kind of caught in two minds, so he didn't go out all the way. And then the the shot ended up going uh, haywire somewhere else. But you know that's nitpicking. Overall, he had a great game. Victor Uyoa was fantastic again. Garza was fantastic. Lasso looked great, and then it all got washed away when he got (laughs) nutmegged and then pulled the guy down in the box. He had that, and then he had one other moment where he got turned around. He was a little late to react about which guy to follow, and he didn't. And it didn't obviously didn't cost us a goal, but, you know... He hasn't been out there. It's his first start, his first playing time of this season. So, you know, you can't blame him. But he didn't look like nobody was saying this, but uh, he didn't question the fact that he's on this team. You know, he looked, he's, he's a worthy uh, fill-in yeah, for no, he was center back. He was great, and he won a lot in the air. I think, except for the first game, there hasn't been a single game where, like, you could pick out, oh, this guy really fucking laid an egg. I think after every game, you don't know, like, who you can drop. Yeah, but, I mean... We'll have to, and that's coming up in FCC Survivor. <laughs> he was good. Another one of our USL stalwarts who we should talk about is, we talk about his free kick, but uh, Ledesma, you know, we were a little worried. Like, I, we just we just want him to do so well. I speak for FCC, <laughs> FCC Nation. and uh, I, But overall, I think he had a great game. He played some, he had some amazing flick-ons with his head. He had some good passes. Uh, he had a couple of chances uh, nothing overly clear cut, but in general, I'd say he had a good game. And I think, especially with the Gold Cup coming up, I feel good about Ledesma being out there. Yeah, I thought he looked fantastic. He held the ball really well. He made a lot of good passes. Um, if you take away Kenny's assist and goal, I'd say Ledesma was <laughs> his equal out there today. Yeah. Um, but you can't. You got to leave him. <laughs> you got to leave the goal and the assist in there. What one might say is that. Please do. The revolution are trash. However, but there's a few trash teams in this league, and yeah. we're gonna play them also. No, I thought he looks great, and I wish he got a goal. He played well. Uh, like, was, I mean, people t- take what I say about this man with a heaping bit of salt, but it's true. Deplan, besides, uh, he had one terrible giveaway, but I only remember that because everything else was mostly pristine. Deplan looks like a guy who's. Uh, just been like Mr. FCC reliable his whole life. We know, like I said, we didn't know anything about this guy. And he comes in and he's he's everything he could have wanted and more at his position. Is that, can you believe it? <laughs> I'm talking about Matthew. I can. He's fucking he's fantastic. He had a great game. He, he's a, him and I, you like to use the word bounding for Garza. About yeah. Garza bounding down the lines. And you know why? There's a, uh, there's a book that I used to read, Eli. Oh, I think it's a Puma. And uh, it says they go bounding like a puma. I was mm. like, who the hell says bounding? And then uh, it's just stuck in my head now. Interesting yeah, stuff he's a bounder. here. Yeah, and you assume Garza would be a bounder. That's what we know about him. But I bet you didn't think Deplom's going to be a bounder. And uh, he is. <laughs> and I think I even said something shitty about him after watching every highlight I could find on him. I was like, oh, he's not going to be someone who's bounding down the sidelines, <laughs> making stuff happen. Boy, was I wrong. Because uh, that's what he—that's what he's been doing. That's what he did out there. Um, substitutions we should mention. Who came in? We had uh, 
Eric Alexander. Yes, hilariously. <laughs> just looks hilarious when he comes out there. Uh, Corbin Bone, really late in the game, and Stanko. So Alexander and Stanko. That was after the two goals, and we were just trying to kind of yeah. defend our way out. Corbin Bone, maybe the best weighted ball I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I'll be honest, I don't really remember. It was the last kick of the game, pretty uh, much. Yeah, yeah, he played yeah. a perfect fucking ball, and then they blew the whistle. Oh, so long, yeah, and I think Tommy was like, just kind of clearing it down the field. I was like, I was like nah, no, bro, man. Perfect. That was with like, <laughs> that was with intent. That oh, was phenomenal. Yeah, he had a great game. Lamar had another great game. He Lamar's just Mr. Dangerous. When he gets the ball, dangerous things are happening, and he's always making fantastic runs. And... I don't really want to see the stats because I'll probably disprove, but like I think he took the ball away a lot today. Him and oh, Kenny, yeah. especially I, in that first half. I haven't half, even thought about him defensively these first three games. In my him mind, and Kenny Safe got in their way so many times in that first half, just stuffed them and took the ball from him. Garz is also good at harassing. He doesn't always win the ball, but he harasses the he harassed that guy in the second half so much that I don't know if he saw it. The ball went out of bounds. There wasn't a foul, and the guy just like kind of swung his arm at him, <laughs> just yeah. like out of frustration and anger. Yeah, he stuffed him like hardly touching him. Stuffed yeah. him. He looks like somebody who'd be very uncomfortable to play against. Not in the uh, Waston uh, Deckel kind of way, where you think he might get a knock to the brain, but just in the way of like God, just get this little weasel off of me <laughs> yeah. but you can't shake him the thing is there yeah teams will be like if Garza's out there starting which I assume he will be maybe from here on out even they're, like, yeah. they're not going to want to go down his side but guess, you know guess who's waiting for him <laughs> guess who's on the other side fucking Deplon MVP of this season uh, but we can talk about all these guys and uh, but I'd like to move on to the FCC man of the week and uh, I'm going to cheat by throwing this in there. And we got we to gotta talk about him for Nick. Uh, I'm not sure he'll be the man of the week for uh, Nick from soccer. Nick Hagland, because <laughs> he had a few moments where I just looked over at Nick. I was like, oh, he's going to be so mad because <laughs> he had a few bad clearances straight to them and a couple other things. But he, you know, he also had some decisive clearances. He had some beautiful Cincy-style moments. <laughs> Did you know Nick Hagland, Zach, listen up, Cincinnati's own. <laughs> This guy. Are you serious? Yeah. He also went to uh, Dakota. <laughs> Dakota East, I'm pretty sure. Uh, but the SEC Man of the Week, lots of choices. Uh, there's one glaring obvious choice, I guess. Uh, but Zach, I'll give you a chance to throw a wrench into the gears and shut down the whole moving vehicle. He's thinking. I don't know. <laughs> you go first. Uh, I'll make it easier. I should say the winner of FCC Man of the Week, this is before FC Cincinnati stole my idea and came up with a Richter Phillips gem of the week. What'd you think of that? Huh? I know you follow me, Liz. <laughs> Stealing my thunder. I guess I did steal mine from the Bengals, so <laughs> it's a great circle of life. The winner gets a $50 gift card to James the Jeweler. Redeemable 1 to 3 p.m. Come pick it up Tuesdays. I'm in Mount Airy. I love having professional soccer players over. It happens all the time. My man of the week. You gotta give it to the man. First start. First goal. Second assist. Kenny safe. You may only be here for three months, but what a beautiful three months it'll be. You're like cicadas. Zach, I picked Kenny safe. I'll give you 55% of the vote. That means whatever you say here goes a long way. Kenny's listening. He's already in a little pain because of the hair pull. He could really use a tennis bracelet. Who's it going to be? Uh, Kenny safe. Oh, played it. I did play it safe. safe. I was going to say that even before I remember that was his name. I was thinking of giving it to Ledesma, but I think that's more of a... Uh, that's like a mercy. Not mercy. Not mercy, <laughs> nah. but... If you were an alien, <laughs> came in, 
from outer space and watch the game, who would you give it to? Right. Because Ledesma, I'm more like, I'm glad he did well. And I, I can't... Was it belate? Is that a word? I can't belate this point enough. Is that a word? <laughs> Is that a word? <laughs> I can't belate this to you enough. That doesn't sound right at all. Is that like no, belated? Belated, means belated. Like, belated is like after the fact. Belade to retard or make late. <laughs> That's it. That's Webster there for you. Uh, I hate to belate the issue. Yeah, sure. Why not? I don't want to delay it anymore. I hate to belate it. <laughs> I, I forgot what I was talking about. What were we talking about? Ledesma? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, I don't even remember what my point was. I don't want to belate this. Literally don't know what I was going to say. <laughs> Just really <laughs> fell on my face there. Uh, but no, he legitimately had... Oh, yeah, that's it. I don't want to blade this shoe. New England <laughs> fucking sucks. <laughs> they really did suck. That shouldn't take anything away from us. We played well, and uh, people, like I said, a bunch of the MLS writers for MLSsoccer.com and uh, Extra Time picked us for the wooden spoon, which is fewest points in the league, which uh, you already look like idiots. We've got seven points from our first... Four. Wait. Are you okay? Four, game, four games. <laughs> I thought you were going to come in and save me because I can remember for our first four games. Hey, that's pretty good. And I should mention uh, a million times over, we're tied for first. Currently ahead of Columbus with yeah. goal differential. We know how to score. And uh, people were like, oh, they were missing a bunch of players this week on international duty. Uh, oh, were we? Yeah. How's it feel? Were we? Yeah. we were. Some would say we were missing more important players, even though. That might not be true. I mean, out of our last week's starting lineup, we're missing Waston, Cruz, Adi's injured, uh, Maddox pa- is his replacement, Powell, Powell. Yeah, I mean, folks, uh, Frankie Amaya, Frankie so Amaya, twenties. He's the key cog in this machine. And then you know, when we let Welshman go on loan, I was like, well, what the fuck's gonna happen during like the Gold Cup if Adi gets hurt? And then lo and behold. Welshman's going to be playing in the Gold <laughs> Cup anyway. Um, Apparently, according to ESPN, we played a 4-2-2, two, 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 which I somebody posted that on uh, the Pride Slack. I thought it was a joke. <laughs> it's like, that's not a real formation, bro. But uh, it was a glorified 4-4-2. Four, four, you know, um, I was thinking. Finally. If you could somehow encapsulate Liz Summers' personality and put it <laughs> into a team, you would have the New England Revolution. So it all really makes sense. <laughs> That's why they miss her so much. Congratulations, Kenny. Come pick up your uh, $50 gift card anytime. No proxies. For this week's edition of Deckle Smash. There was a Deckle Smash quite early in the game. Uh, Zach, you can let me know if you thought of one later in the game. But uh, it was Lasso. Oh, yeah. Lasso, it was Lasso. Lasso against the guy trying to kind of parry the ball out of bounds and got tied up with the ref. The ref went into um, the ad board on that side. Why is there an ad board on that side? the cameras on the other side but uh as we learned later when a bought one <laughs> spencer richie's horrible goal kick hit those signs they're well miked <laughs> so it sounded extra bad when he just like saw the ref fall down it was like <laughs> slam into it uh, yeah lasso ran across he really stepped on the guy's foot he stomped on it and kind of knocked them both into that is that what the foul was for yeah otherwise it was clean <laughs> you take away the stepping on the foot. i think you hurt him pretty bad yeah there was that one <laughs> that would be my deckle smash for sure uh bertoni got oh is what espn says in their uh key events this is a little editorializing and i, I don't know if i appreciate that leonardo bertoni is shown the yellow card for a bad foul <laughs> i guess that's what it says 
That's what it says for all the yellow cards. Yeah, I thought that was a weak yellow. He did kind of elbow him in the face, but uh, I thought it was pretty soft. Yeah, I don't want to give him the echo smash back to back for that. But as we saw, Bertoni's not afraid to mix it up. You thought he's impartial, he's Swiss, he won't get into it. Well, guess what? You were fucking wrong. Um, he will. He'll elbow you in the head and he'll body check you. But I'm going to give the deckle smash to Forrest Lasso. Welcome back. And I think it's only appropriate because you were probably, I'm just assuming, buddies with uh, Deckel. Or did you take a spot? Or do we do we assume that Patty took his spot? One of you assholes took Deckel's spot. <laughs> Either way. Uh, so, yeah, I'll give the deckle smash to you. Great job all around on that. Right on time. This week's edition, there's a few to choose from. Of styling on him. Oh, you mad because I'm styling on you. This thing is catching on like wildfire. It's a phrase you love to hear. Even better, it's something you love to see. Zach, there were lots of chances for styles on Zems during the game. Was there anything in particular that stood out? Yeah. Well, there's uh, the Greg Garza bicycle kick. Yeah. In the in first a, half. In honor which, of Alan Cruz. Which was a perfectly played lob to, uh, I don't know if it was Mane up there or... Uh, yeah, as he did it though. Do you remember what Nick said? Remember? Totally unnecessary. Yes, <laughs> it was a perfect ball. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Uh, um, yeah, like hit him in stride. <laughs> I don't no. know if he planned that, but yeah, it was ended up perfect. There was a moment in the second half, which might be yours, when we were attacking down the left side and just like razzle dazzling him. Everyone then, was backheeling it. Yeah, <laughs> it's like backheel after backheel. I was like, oh, and we just we're always like, oh, oh, and then Lamont just like. Pass it to, Passes the wrong it team. to nobody. Yeah. We and then, uh, he had a laugh about it. But. That was kind of the theme of styling on this week. We'd have like one or two, like ha ha, and then we'd like pass it straight to them, like oh, if we could have completed some of these movements, um, it would have been just maybe too much, <laughs> too much of a good thing. But yeah, the one Zach just mentioned, I think Max told me on. He said uh, that's got to be styling on him, and. Uh, Sure, it was. There's no prize for styling on him. It's just the joy and satisfaction you get of embarrassing an opponent. Zach, you breathed. Well, I was thinking about Koch after the game said, "Oh, I thought in the second half we really like made it tighter, and like he thought we played better in the second half. And I thought we sat back a little too much in the second half. Before the second goal, even both. Yeah, before and after. I mean, I know like we got a two nothing win, but we both said like, or you said at least, you know, yeah. There's 25 minutes left after that second goal right or at least 20 yeah that's enough time to get two goals and they kind of started they didn't have a lot of clean looks but no they were piling it on we were sitting back i thought a little too much luckily uh like we said they're not very good another team might have taken advantage of us but uh new england was unable to and um much to our joy much to our joy uh before we get into we'll give zach a minute to really gather his thoughts and um prepare for what he has to do in a few minutes. It's this week's edition of That's right, Kevin Wallace. You know him, you love him. Also host of his own podcast. It's called What's This Soccer Thing? Uh, go ahead and listen to that. If you don't know a lot about soccer and you listen to us because you like to feel the warmth of us not knowing much about soccer either, Kevin breaks down everything from the minutia of the game, the basics, to the advanced. Go ahead. Give it a listen. Uh, I'm only um, promoting it because it doesn't step on the same content that we give. So feel free to listen to that. But here is Kevin's minute. I don't know what it is, but I'm sure it's going to be fantastic. And his minute starts now. You know, if a 
major sports league wants to take itself seriously, it needs to be following the rules of the international competition. Look, when MLS decides that it is not going to take off for FIFA international dates, which, by the way, are published a year ahead of time, they do not come as a surprise to anybody, it devalues the league. It tells everybody who watches your league that your players are not international caliber and they will not be participating in competitions that they are fully expected to be in if you're playing in a big league in a major league dare i say so when major league soccer tells teams that they're allowed to play through it it devalues everything it means that a team like cincinnati has to go without five of its best players because they refuse to get on board with the fifa international dates and they do that because they overexpanded, and now they do not have enough time to fill whoa baby i hope he had a minute otherwise <laughs> should have done the intro zach favorite part it's always so hard to pick Oh, this week was definitely the middle. <laughs> I like when he gets into the weeds. Around. Twenty to twenty to forty. Oh, uh, some people say that's the boring part of it. I'd say it's the most exciting part. The meat and potatoes. Yeah, it is absolutely the heartiest part of the meal. Uh, this week's edition of <sighs> FCC, FCC Survivor. Survivor. Maybe it will get easier. Is this is this having these new players come in, these subs, is this going to be a good chance to kick somebody off? We'll see. If you don't know the rules, each week we vote somebody off of our FCC Survivor Island, never to be seen again. They'll never touch another ball. They'll never breathe another breath, as far as we're concerned. And you cannot pick the same player twice. They had to have been in the starting 11 or came on as a sub. I'm going to go ahead and look at this roster. I've got a question. Please. Well, this is going to give mine up. No, go ahead. It's okay. It's our rules. <laughs> Has Caleb Stanko been eliminated yet? I believe we should have written this, this down. This was Caleb Stanko's first minutes. He didn't play in the first game? So let's look at the Sounders game. He wasn't even on the bench because remember, that game, we were giving all our spots to USL guys. <laughs> Out of loyalty. <laughs> so, Zach, you have one person to vote off. I guess I'm not going to pick the same as you. Uh, since you kind of spoiled it already, who, whose torch are you snuffing? Caleb Stanko. What? The tribe has spoken. <laughs> Caleb. Didn't see that coming. He was fine. Yeah, he did nothing wrong. No. <laughs> Sometimes innocent people die in this game. <laughs> they have to. Casualties of war. Caleb Stanko. So I got to pick somebody new because the rule is if we don't say it at the exact same time, <laughs> it doesn't count. <laughs> it's always been the rule. Eric Alexander's already gone. Ledesma is already Corbin gone. Corbin Bones already gone. Like, folks, it's not going to get it. I, I think I kicked off Victory Uyoa at one point, too. You might have. He's been, an gone. he's been an absolute stalwart. Victory Uyoa, I'll say, is my first name on the team sheet. Wow. Are you going reverse alphabetical? <laughs> Um, you know what? I gotta do this because someone's gotta go. I love seeing you out there, Forrest Lasso. Thanks for the memories. <laughs> We're really gonna need you later on. I'm not prepared to get rid of any of these offensive players. And let's be real, Deplon's not going anywhere anytime soon. He's proven he's a goal scorer and a stopper until Lasso scores a goal. Well, he won't get a chance for me. Lasso, the tribe has spoken. Great game. You shouldn't have gotten turned around. You got that one nutmeg. That was one nutmeg. 
too many. He sliced the clearance too. Sorry, bud. Yeah. Peace. <laughs> Gotta go. Uh, that one's kind of harmless. <laughs> For the most part. I'll tell you what. It's not going to get any easier. I'm well, going to need Frankie Maya to make an appearance on this team real soon. Our um, our banished players is a who's who of USL stars <laughs> so far. That's true. I mean, Including you know, Adi. We've done a few. Uh, They're all gone. As soon as Nazmi gets a game, he's out of here, too. <laughs> um... Moving on to, wow, another great edition of FC Survivor. This week's edition of... Potpourri. I don't know. Is there anything else FCC-related to talk about? Yeah. How about... We can talk about Jeff Birding's locker room speech. <laughs> it was one of the more awkward things I've witnessed <laughs> in my life. And then the, the screaming kind of comes out of nowhere. I don't think we talked about this before, but I just don't think that people in his position have any business, like, in the locker room or, like, kind of dealing with the players on this level. Just in general, like not just him, that's just not his place. And he like he came out after that the cup where we didn't do well, we lost to Columbus, and like talked about he did a state of the team address and said that we didn't do well enough in that whatever. I just don't think yeah, I don't think that's his place. I don't think he has any business in there. Let the coaches do it. It's awkward, and I don't think they should have posted it. I wasn't <laughs> sure about posting it. <laughs> wasn't sure about posting it. But I'm retweeting it. Uh, before I uh, you know, say anything negative about it, I will say, just based purely on the We Are LAFC, I did see the guy in a similar position, the president role, in the locker room from time to time. Did I ever see him give speeches? Though, no, I did not. And the thing that makes it extra weird is after that game you saw on the field, there was the speech from... Um, Koch and kind of pumped him up. Then in the locker room, I'm sure he said something else. And then everyone's kind of in cool down mode. <laughs> everyone looks real relaxed at their lockers. Everyone's just chilling, um, you know, getting ready to put their iPods in or whatever. iPods. And then Jeff comes in there and he's like, hey, you're doing a great thing for this city. <gasps> this means everything. And then just like flips the script and he goes from like from a three to a ten, literally with no warning. Gotta, I'm surprised nobody fell out of their seat. And that the speech <laughs> seemed more for us, but the players you could see they're kind of like, "What do I do? <laughs> do I have to? Do I have to fake enthusiasm?" Yeah, they do have to, and so that's why like there was an think, awkward. I like, think Kenny was tweeting out right then. I'm gone in three months. Yeah. <laughs> There's an awkward clap at the end. He's like, "Oh, got to do something." Yeah. For all we know, he is the lucky charm. Jeff Burnick's speeches. Are yeah, the I mean, thing I'm negative him. about. He's behind so many podiums giving so many speeches and then i think it's fine to go down there and celebrate and whatever but i don't know man it really <laughs> i i hate to be negative because that was an awesome day today was like just seemed so easy so i'm stoked but stay the fuck out of there man jeff, jeff if you want to make zach happy just shut your fucking mouth please down a little what else is going on in the the soccer sphere, you know, FCC, we're just winning. We're in first place. It's just another day in the neighborhood for us. There's been some rumblings, some uh, controversy about Nashville SC, who will be apparently, supposedly joining us in MLS next year. They also came out, they're going to be playing a Nissan Stadium for the next two seasons. Uh, they put out an announcement that you won't need to come to the TIFO painting because they're not painting a TIFO. They're ordering a TIFO. It's being printed. And um, Zach, in your mind, is TIFO, should it be singular or plural? Because everyone on there was using it as singular, and it was kind of blowing my mind. Remember how you used to say, you want to go ride bike? You would make like words, you'd take plural words and make them singular? Yeah. yeah. 
like, are they doing that? Or would you say like, cause the guy said, I love TIFO. Is that right? <laughs> That's how people is normally that, use it, it. As a singular, not I love TIFOs. Yeah. I, so you're saying I that so. I can't use that as ammo. <laughs> I don't think, I mean, you can, but I, I thought it sounded funny. I wouldn't, <laughs> I'd actually endorse saying that at any point. <laughs> Do you want to make something singular? I'm on board <laughs> like of that. caveman talk. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's funny. You're but, uh, I love TIFO. Yeah. Tw- <laughs> Me love Tifo. So when you guys are painting Tifo, does Jeff Birding ever show up and <laughs> tell you? I'll tell you what. When you're painting, your strokes got to be like this. Uh, no, Justin Hoyt showed up though, and he uh, seemed quite pleased. He also replied about the Gary, the video of the making of the Gary Tifo. And he said it was great seeing it in the making, and it was even better seeing it in person, bruv. <laughs> <laughs> B-R-U-V. Uh, but yeah, once Twitter, the Twitter sphere got a hold of this, they just started shitting on Nashville for printing their TIFO. And uh, I enjoyed it as well. And they said, you know, they, they doubled down, tripled down and basically said, you know, why would we want to do something like it's cheaper for us to print it than this, which frankly, I don't think it is cheaper. I would say that's a lie. And uh, part of the part of the joy of TIFO is the bonding while making TIFO. And uh, I'm not going to call anybody plastic fans or, or this and that, but I've just enjoyed uh, the general suckitude of Nashville fans this season. And they also said, oh, yeah, I was like, the front office is allowing us to throw major shade at this one. So it's going to be, I can't wait to see the shade they're throwing. It's for the Memphis game. Zach, where do you stand on TIFO gate? I'll tell you what, I think they're going to, uh, we set the bar a little too high for our friends down South. I think they are nervous about that. Cause I know as soon as they come into the league, they'll be compared to us. Do I personally think it's like super duper lame to have their banners printed? How about just oh, yeah. kind of lame? I guess it's a little bit lame. I think you're right. I mean, I don't think it is cheaper though. That's I heard that screaming that horrible DC United one for their first game in Audi Field costs in the tens, like twelve, fifteen thousand. That's was, what I heard. That and was it, one of the worst things I've ever seen. It was the Eagle of Impact yeah. font. It was awful. Oh, it was hilarious. Um, it looked like a meme. <laughs> <laughs> like a meme of a bad, yeah, <laughs> yeah, the impact font and everything, yeah. So I mean, geez, I just do better. That's all I have to say. But this thing now, they're really fucking on it because now everyone, no one was waiting for like, I can't wait to see what Nashville's Tifo is going to be against Memphis. But now this Tifo better be fucking hilarious, <laughs> and you better be throwing super shade. They're like, is it going to be on the level of the FCC one, which was the one in Nashville, which was like Skyline? Oh, this is our skyline. Hold the chilling. Yeah. Ouch. That one (laughs) major shade. I didn't even know if that was supposed to be it. I was like, is this insulting? I wasn't sure. So if that's, if that's their baseline, this one's be like, Hey Memphis, your barbecue is too sweet. (laughs) Actually, someone said like, are we going to hit them? Like, are we going to hit their barbecue? And then someone's like, we better not. Their barbecue is much better. And someone's like, true, true. So these guys are real assassins. <laughs> this one was like, are we going to hit their poverty rates or something? I was like, yeah, let's get crazy, Nashville. Let's get fucking crazy. Uh, but yeah, I, I just, uh, if MLS thought they were getting um, Atlanta 2.0 with Nashville, I'm, I'm ready to jump out on a limb and say, you're not. You're not getting that. Zach, uh, anything else about the Nashville? <laughs> Let's just talk <laughs> Nashville. Anything? You can move on. Potpourri. It's a veritable what's what. Zach, next week. Is it true you're going to be missing the game? Remains to be seen. 
but you'll be back Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Didn't you come do a podcast for a game you hadn't watched? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> of course, you don't remember which game. <laughs> I think I watched some highlights. I think there was more than one. <laughs> Folks, can you believe it? We just keep getting more and more popular. <laughs> Low effort. The two episodes, the episode we recorded in a car, then at Zach's house, shows like, what am I, am I wasting my time? I'm really editing it for me. It makes me happier uh, to have it crisp. And uh, Zach never saying, um, (laughs) it just makes me personally happy. Zach, anything else? um, You haven't shouted out anybody yet this week. It's almost time to say goodbye. (laughs) I feel like our intentions, my intentions have been clear. (laughs) She knows where the KLR Twitter is. She's been awfully silently. Oh, shouts out to Carissa. We're Facebook friends now. Saw you up on the wall, 2012 style. Yeah. I hope she doesn't go too far back. Carissa, don't go too far back. <laughs> well, I told Megan about that. And she was like, why did you? Because I said, like, oh, Jonah talked to my longtime internet crush, Molly Malone. And Megan was like, that's really creepy. You shouldn't have said that on there. I'm like, I don't think it is. Yeah, people know what to expect by now. And if they don't, <laughs> you listen to the wrong podcast. Shouts. Shouts to everyone. We're all friends. Um, but yeah, Zach, final thoughts on the week. Another three points. We're in first place. Can you believe it? No, it's pretty fucking wild. And I'm gonna, um, I don't, I'm not. No, go ahead while I look this up, please. Sorry sorry to interrupt. What's even more wild is my confidence going into today was through the roof. <laughs> like from the time we kicked off, you never thought we were going to lose, I don't think. Yeah, my uh, only thought was not that they would overlook it, but I was like, maybe we'll be slightly disjointed after having this good run with these same guys. Let's see what I picked for this game. Philadelphia Union. <laughs> Win. Nice. What did we pick for New England? When what was this? Oh, oh sorry, Phil, sorry, skip it. That's what I meant. New England, I got three points. So, uh oh, not to. <laughs> I picked us for a win next week as well. Yeah, of um, but the Union's good. They, but we'll be at home. It's a fortress. We're undefeated at home. Good in quotes. Um, our right. first four games, I predicted seven. We predicted. We predicted seven points. People laughed at us. <laughs> we were scoffed at. People screamed in my face. People I never met before. Strangers. They thought we were full of it. Now who's laughing? I predicted seven. We're at seven. Well, now there's egg all over your face. Raw egg. It's making you sick. Seven points. Zach, Mm. final thoughts again. Mm. Do you want to revise your prediction next week? Did we somehow get four points out of it? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we might get four. Four point five, something like that. Um, Yeah, hopefully I'll be there. But I'm going to end it there. I'm late to pick up my child. So I better go. I'll end it now. And I feel so great to say, um, literally, New England never. <laughs> First place forever. I will say our mom is on her way to Jamaica. I told her, everyone you meet, say, Alvis Powell? Alvis Powell? <laughs> well, my, my dear Bulgarian friends at the airport, I always say, Berbatov. <laughs> and they'd be like, yes. <laughs> they clearly were not soccer fans, but they knew who Berbatov was. They're like, you always bring up Berbatov. <laughs> uh, not to bring it full circle, they worked at Chick-fil-A. <laughs> Shout out to Radina and Alex. You guys were the real deal. Yeah, Thanks for I the ne- hookup. I never really got to know them well since I do boycott Chick-fil-A and I don't really have anything vegan for me. <laughs> Uh, this was pre-homophobic uh, Chick-fil-A. Closed but, uh, on Sundays. It would happen to me every Sunday. I'd forget. I'd come up that escalator on my airport work break. Be like, oh, yeah, here we go. Chick-fil-A. You see those gates closed. 
it was like the gates of heaven being closed. First place forever. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I get to go. So. No, let's send this uh, song out to uh, Carissa and all our Christian listeners. We'll stretch Armstrong. <laughs> I thought it was going to be like something like the Muslim call to prayer. Like, shout out to all the Christian listeners out there. Uh, wow, Zach picking the fade out song. You know it's a crazy day. First place for Rise Together. If we forgot something important this week, I'm sorry. Weird ending. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> sorry. See you later. See you later.